Voilà, je vais demander euh, merci à M. Maurice. Alors, c'est les parents qui chantent et c'est le fils avec son ami qui font un solo. Hein, merci. Well, it's so good to be with you, and thank you so much for receiving me today. Donc c'est vraiment merveilleux d'être avec vous. Merci de m'accueillir ce matin. And uh, it's really, I'm just really overwhelmed by the, just the life and love of the body here. Et moi je suis vraiment très touché par l'accueil, l'amour du corps de Christ ici. And the generosity and the kindness. And uh, beautiful music today. Uh, Fabio, good job. Good job. Isn't that good, huh? Everyone did a great job, but I was listening to him only. So. I wish I had the courage to sing like him. <laughs> No, greetings from Baltimore, uh, and uh, you're pa you have an amazing pastor, you do, you really do, and Pastor Dwight, right. I've known you for a little while, right, we've known each other maybe, I don't know, 30 years, 25 years, a little bit, and uh, just see his consistency, his life, his love for God, it's awesome. And thank you. So thank you. And those testimonies were really beautiful. You know, you kind of wonder what people take from from the Bible, from the Spirit, and and God is faithful uh, to speak. So today, uh, that song is actually what I want to talk about. So that's really beautiful. That was a beautiful song. So, so let's pray together. Uh, precious Father, thank you today. Thank you for your word that sets us free. That corrects us. That strengthens us. That reminds us. Uh, refreshes us, Lord. Uh, thank you for each one in this room. And uh, meet them today in your, in, in, uh, in your spirit. We bless your name. In Christ's name, amen. And, uh, amen. So again, greetings to the mothers. Uh, so Mother's Day is, a, is an important day. And, um, And I think of my mother who really had a passion for God. And uh, I am standing here probably because of my mother. <laughs> And she raised four kids with my dad. And she would not let us go. <laughs> And she kept... Uh, telling us about Jesus and the power of God and, and uh, a mother's prayer is probably the most powerful force on the earth and, and um, yeah so if you're a mother spiritually or physically uh, you have an amazing call 
Yeah. I remember uh, as very young, my mother would have maps on our wall and she would tell us about different countries. Uh, and my mother studied Russian in college and was fluent in Russian. And she would uh, tell us about Russia, China, and these parts of the world. Where Christians were hiding for their faith. So you're seven or eight years old and you're learning about this and it's very awkward. <laughs> and, uh, but it really changed us, that our perspective changed. And missions became very much a part of our fabric of our soul. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. And my mom is in heaven today. And we are continuing by faith uh, with her in our hearts. And uh, thank God for moms and dads. If, if you're a dad today, continue. Continue. You are needed. You are needed. Um, we're in a fatherless generation. We're, and so dads and leaders are so needed to continue, even, even though it's tough. It is a beautiful call. Okay, so Psalm 27. So the family... The family, of, the family is under such warfare today, isn't it? The family. Um, we see that the devil will fight anything with unity. Because he knows that where there's unity, there's power. Our kids need to see unity. Our neighbors need to see unity. Uh, and we understand that the family is a precious gift. And the Bible keeps us together, doesn't it? Um, and today it's not popular, maybe. But it is the wisdom of God. And it's the miracle of God. It's the miracle of God. So I want to think with you today about God's glory. And I want to illustrate a thought today. Hopefully it'll be clear. Uh, does everyone know what comics are? Or what, um, anybody read the comics? Okay, good. Awesome. It's not popular. It's not popular. Well, I don't look at them often. But I saw this one comic. I, 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 saw, I saw this one comic that was in... Oh, comic is like... It's like an illustration in a newspaper. It's like something funny. 
No, no, it's like it's it's ah, like c'est des dessins humoristiques. J'ai mal attrapé. Et comment c'est C'est des dessins humoristiques. Okay. So do we know what a comic is? Okay, like you open the newspaper and you see an illustration. Okay. So the illustration was this. A cat a cat was looking in the mirror and the reflection was a lion. So, <laughs> that was it. Uh, like the cat, the reflection typically would be himself, a cat, right? But instead, when he looked into the mirror, he saw something else. He saw a lion. So that's an interesting point I want to, I want to develop today. Like our reflection is the glory of God. It is His glory. What do you see when you look in the mirror? Maybe you like what you see. Maybe you don't like what you see. But when you look into the mirror of the Word of God, our reflection is who Jesus is. James talks about it in James chapter 1. It says that we look into the perfect law of liberty. And we are changed into that image. Okay. So today we may be like a cat. Small. Maybe insignificant. But when we look into the mirror of God. We are a lion. We are powerful. We are we are the the the, the beauty of God. So let me develop this thought today. Let's look in Psalm 27. Uh, I, I was interested to learn that so many people's reality is what they see. Yeah, I'm amazed that people's reality is only what they see. And that is their only reality. Just natural understanding. It's my reflection is based on me. But as a Christian, it is so much more. We have a divine reality. And this is why we're here today. Because there's something much more than what we see. It's a mystery. That we are much more than flesh and blood. We are spirit. There is life. There is the miracle of our faith. 
And just like that cat that looks into a mirror, it knows itself by itself. But there's so much more. We are much more than our failure, our natural genetics, our past, our present, our hopes, our dreams, we're much more than that. We are a child of God, reflecting His glory. Amen? Isn't that good? This is a simple thought, but revolutionary. Because oftentimes we can see ourselves much less. Here we see here in verse 4. I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. To behold His beauty. Now I have seen many beautiful things this week. France is beautiful. Uh, and, but I think of the beauty of the Lord. It is perfect. It is exact. It is complete. And this is how God sees you. And it says here, and to inquire in his temple, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. Verse 5. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me and set me high on a rock. If you look over in Psalm 31, we see the same, the same thought. It says this. <clears throat> Verse 20, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plot of man. You, you shall keep them in the secret place in a pavilion. So what is the secret place? Not many people know it. The world doesn't know it. My flesh doesn't know it. But it is the beauty and presence of God. That just like that cat that looks into a reflection, just as we look into that mirror, we see the glory of God. But our flesh is very different. We see, our, we see our flaws, we see our brokenness. We, we see our mistakes. But God says, I want to show you a different image. All right, let's look at 2 Corinthians together. I want to see the image of God every day. I want to be hidden away and to, dis to discover the beauty of God. 
This is beauty right here. This is beautiful. Grace is beautiful. Mercy. Mercy. Mercy takes away what I deserve. That's beautiful. And grace gives me what I don't deserve. Now think about that. That is a beautiful reflection of glory. God, I deserve hell. I deserve the worst. I deserve... And God is saying, no, you are beautiful in my son. So I will give you the best. I will give you my best. That is a new reality. What is your reality today? Do you want what you get by what you can do? Or do we want a gift? A gift of grace. The gift of God. I like this cat. And I'm, I'm not really an animal lover, but I like this illustration. Looking in the mirror. It is not one dimensional. It is multidimensional. And it's a lion. It's, it's who we are made to be. So let me show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. This is what the grace of God does in our life. It's amazing. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we have great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For unto this day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. So let's stop right there for a minute. Like there's a veil, there's a, uh, uh, an obstruction or a, a blindness that can come over our life. If my faith is based on me, I will never see God. But if my faith is based in the Spirit, we will see God everywhere. We'll see God in a child's face. We'll see God in the tears of a sister. Uh, we'll, we'll find God in the most amazing places. The veil is taken away in Christ. Even verse 15, even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies in their hearts. 
Nevertheless, Mais, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is gone. This is the meaning of the message. We look away from ourselves and we look unto Him. I look away from from my flesh and I look unto the glory of God. I look away from the natural and I open the supernatural. And this is a choice every day. This is a choice every day to look unto the Lord. Because life doesn't make sense without God. Our reality is so much more different when we look at God. And I love this. The veil is taken away. Verse 16. Yeah. Then now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay. But we all with an unveiled face. I remember on my wedding day, my, my wife wore a veil. And she came to the altar. And I couldn't see her face very clearly. And I was hoping that it was still the same person. <laughs> There was a veil I couldn't see clearly. Thinking, oh Lord, here we go. And then the veil was taken off, and I was like, oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Jesus. And I could see her clearly. And I thought, wow. My all the air out of my all, all the air in my lungs went out of my lungs. I was gasping for breath. She's so beautiful. <laughs> And this can happen in our faith. There can be things that kind of close our eyes and, and, and it's obscure and we begin to think that God is like me and there's a very interesting verse Numbers 23.19 it's a good verse Numbers 23.19 it says I God says I am not a man that I should lie to you I am not a man that I should lie to you And I think this is a good verse to say that when we see the glory of God, we see things clearly. When the veil is taken away, we see who we really are in grace. We are defined in grace. And it's glorious. Are we sinners? Yes, but we are sons and daughters and a product of grace.
What mirror do we look into? Well, 1 Corinthians tells us, 1 Corinthians 13, verse uh, 12. Uh, for now we see in a mirror darkly, it's kind of unclear. Is God really telling me the truth? Is his Bible real? Life is confusing. It's a little unclear. But then something happens in our walk of faith. We see him face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I also am known. So what is Paul saying? He is saying we can only know just so much because we're natural people. But as we keep looking at Christ, we know more. We understand a little bit more. Our eyes are opened. And we say, God, you are good. Even if life is not good. God, you are faithful. Even if I'm not faithful. Lord, you are beautiful. Even when I do not feel beautiful. or This is a secret, isn't it? We are hidden here. This is our armor. This is the truth. Don't let feelings cover your eyes. Don't let emotions cover your eyes. Don't let natural thinking cover our eyes. I had a brother tell me recently, he says, I don't feel saved. I said, that's okay. It's not a feeling. It's a divine fact. God did it. And what he does, he does forever. What he does, he does forever. Ecclesiastes 3.11. What he does, he does forever. And it's beautiful. So I look in the mirror and I see a lion. I look in the mirror and I see a lady of faith. I look in the mirror and I see a man of God. And we are encouraged. We are reminded. We are empowered. Okay, as I close today, how you doing out there? You okay? You still with me? How many lions do we have in the room? Any lions in the room? All right, that's good. We want to hear you roar at the end of the message. <laughs> Ask Francois to roar. Is he here? He's here so. <laughs> oh, he's with the kids, okay. All right, 2 Corinthians 4, 
Why is this so important? Is how we relate to God is how we are going to look at ourselves. How we look at God is how we're going to handle ourselves. And even handle others. Our God is big, amen. He is big. He is in control. He is more powerful than the critic. He is more powerful than the critic. He is more powerful than the cynic. I love Romans 3 3. It says that even though you don't believe, it is still true. <laughs> Lord, I don't know if I believe you today. It's like that's a shocking statement. And God says, it's okay. I'm still true. I'm still true. Your reality does not change who I am. If you agree with me, your reality would definitely change. Isn't that good? That's important. Because our world desperately needs uh, this, this gospel. Amen. We have a beautiful reality. An eternal reality. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4. I'm encouraged today with you and the devil is defeated that's my reality how about you the, the Lord said I've stepped on the head of the serpent the head of the devil is crushed Lord I want to live in that reality his promises they are our power. And we are hidden. And the devil only sees Jesus. And when God looks at you, he only sees Jesus. And when we look at ourselves, we see Jesus. And it changes our way. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, verse 7. But we have treasure in this earthen, earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not us. That's a good statement. It's a good statement. It's of God. Our faith is of God. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed. We are not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Which side do we live on? <laughs> 
uh, it can be different every day. It depends on which mirror I'm looking at. It depends. It depends on who's defining me. Oh, let grace define you today. What is grace saying about you today? Grace talks only about Jesus and Jesus' work in us. We are struck down. We are on the ground. In a place of weakness. A place of doubt. Place of confusion. But we're not destroyed. Amen. I, I like boxing actually. And it's interesting to watch boxing. And, and when a boxer gets struck in, in the head or in the body, there's impact. He absorbs the impact. And depending on his strength, it depends on how long he can stand. But as a Christian, who absorbs the impact when we get hit? The devil strikes and Jesus takes the impact. The devil lies and Jesus tells us the truth. The, the problems happen and God shows his faithfulness. We are not alone. We are hiding in the secret place of his presence. And it says here that we are always caring about the body of our of the dying of our Lord Jesus. Isn't that encouraging? Okay, one more verse. You good? Maybe two more verses. Maybe two more verses. This is the greatest love letter, isn't it? The Bible. I, I remember a lady in our church. She was new to our church. And I said, I said, it's so good to have you in our church. And, and, and I said, I said, oh, okay. I said, what is, what do you like about our church? She goes, you open the Bible. And I was like, well, of course we do. <laughs> and I wanted to, I, I didn't want to ask her like where, where, what happened in our last church. But, but the Bible is our mirror. Of course we're going to open the Bible. The Bible tells us who we really are. If, if I don't read the Bible, then... Everything is like strange and obscure. Like our world. Our world is on fire. Our world is upside down. Our world is chaotic. But the Bible is like a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. I'm, I'm not going to let the world tell me who I am. I'm going to let God tell me who I am. Let God tell you who you are. 
And look at this verse. This is the unseen reality. You ready? Verse 16. Uh, am I in the right place? Yes. Do not lose heart. Even though your outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Thank you, Lord. For our light affliction is but for a moment. And this is a great perspective. Because life is hard. But it's for a moment. And God is working in us a far more exceeding weight of glory. So whatever you're going through today, it's to teach you about Jesus. It's to conform you into his image. Okay, here it is. While we do not look at things which are seen. Uh, 18. But the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. And the things which are not seen are eternal. Wow. This is it. This is it. This is the mystery of God. This is the mystery of God. That there is an unseen reality. And one day we'll stand before him face to face. Let's, let's prioritize our life in the glory of God. God will never disappoint you. The unseen reality of hope. The unseen reality of the value of a soul. You know, when we talk to people about the Lord on the streets, it's amazing how many people don't know who they are. And their face is down. And it's like Jesus says, I'll be the lifter of your head. I'm going to lift you up. Let's look at the right mirror. Let's look at the right mirror. Let's look at Christ. And then we know who we are. There's another mirror. The mirror, the circus mirror. You ever look at that mirror? You look really wide. You look really tall. I can look at I can look at that mirror and say, "Oh my Lord, that's crazy." But I look into the Bible and it's clear. It's like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a lion. <clears throat> I'm everything that Christ says that I am." I'm everything that he has made me to be. And we are no longer cats. But we are lions. How many lions do we have? Can you roar? I'm convinced. Father, we thank you today. 
Uh, may your voice be the prevailing voice in our life. Yes, Lord. May we say no to Goliath's voice. And may your still small voice be shouting to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're everything that you say that we are based on your grace. Lord, help us in our daily life to believe us, to, to believe your words, to agree with it. May we see the unseen reality. That is the true reality. In Jesus' name, amen.